Welcome everybody to episode 52 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a good bit of doubt. And in this case, some some tired tiredness on, on occasion. Very tired. As always, I'm Dan and I'm joined by Tom. How are you? I, tired. Well, I think I know the answer. Tired. <laughs> very, very tired. It's been a long very day. Long day for me, at least. But I'm okay. Yeah, no. I'll survive. How are you, Dan? I'm good. Also tired. It's been a long week. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Work's just been pretty stressful as of late. But uh, making it through day by day. Days are going by quick, which is good. So That is good. And it's uh, every single day that passes by, we get one day closer to the revival of football. Actually, that technically starts tonight. Um, and hockey and basketball. We're getting closer by the day. And I can't wait for that. Yes, uh, the day that we're recording this is actually August 8th, so it's actually the opening uh, preseason games for 90% of the teams. Actually, not all of them are playing tonight, but we Ooh. do got a bunch oh, okay. playing, including our my, my Patriots. They're playing tonight against the Lions in I think, Detroit. I think my Jets are playing the Giants. Yes, they are. I mean, that's I, I personally, I don't care about preseason football at all. I, I like to look at the players who are not on the main team and I like to see if any of them stand out. And sometimes you get a couple good ones that, that definitely stand out over the others. But for the most part, you kind of already know who your team is going to be. Unless you're a super young team, you're pretty much set. So preseason football is kind of just, eh, it's more football. I think for me, though, it, it, it's not about the games because you couldn't pay me to watch a preseason game. Oh, really? Because, but because It's too boring. It's like none of the main guys are playing. Right. I mean, you're pre- it's pretty much them bringing out their practice squad. Pretty much, be yeah. Like, hey, get some reps and see if you're going to be good enough to make the 53-man roster or whatever. Right. But like I said, sometimes uh, it's kind of cool because sometimes you see some players who really stand out. Uh, I, I've never sat through a full preseason game because most of the times the starters will only play like the first or second quarter, and then they're done, and then that's it. And then that's kind of like when I'm done. <laughs> um, but... The thing that I love about about the preseason is this is right around the time when uh, a lot of this like contract news and injuries start fl- popping up, and then it's not only f- affecting the football season but affecting fantasy football, which I love playing. Yes, um, you do. Yeah. In this case, I know we discussed. Uh, I think it was last week. AJ Green tearing his uh, ankle ligaments. Yeah, that was so. He's out for six to eight weeks. We okay. have another injury. Uh oh. But of the interesting variety and kind of boneheaded variety oh no what happened antonio brown Uh uh-oh that's a big name i know wait till you hear this oh no um decided it was a good idea to go into one of those cryo freezing chambers where you know the i guess you're only in there for two three minutes it gets to like negative 200 it's like some crazy temperature you're only supposed to be there for a couple minutes okay he decided it was a fantastic idea to go in barefoot. Oh, no. He now has severe frostbite in both of his feet and is labeled to be out for months. Really? Wow, frostbite. Oh, my God. Severe frostbite. Like, he, his foot nearly looked like Adam Sandler's from Mr. Deeds. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that, that was like all black foot. Wait, wow, that's really bad. I mean, for obviously because he's a you know one of the premier wide receivers in the game, he needs his feet. But I mean, that's f- severe frostbite. That 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 could be the end of the season, right? I mean, there's a chance it could that, be. that could be the end of the season. It could be. It, he wow. he might not play. What a as you said. Well, I don't want to say it's a boneheaded move because maybe he just really didn't know. But I figure if you're an experienced pro, you probably know that. So I, why would you not go through the precautions? My thing is, after I read the story, the first thing I, I looked up was the steps and the procedure mm-hmm. for going through uh, this cryogenic freezing thing. Yeah. Number two thing on the list is what to wear in the chamber, right, and that footwear was required at all times. Covered footwear, not sandals, flip flops. You can't right. go barefoot, right? Like sneakers, boots, something. And is this thing just like a to to like repair like muscle soreness and stuff like that? Is mm-hmm. it, it that's yeah. what it's for? Okay, so it's like an ice bath, like a hockey ice bath kind of thing. But it's it, it's an ice bath within minutes, basically. Within minutes, okay. I mean, wow, that's 
that's a bad mistake to make. I, I didn't hear about this at all, honestly. That's um yeah, that's upsetting for uh anybody who was gonna pick him <laughs> in fantasy football, first of all, because I know he's gonna be uh he's always one of those players that is one of the top picks, right? I at, oh, least, absolutely. at least recently. Absolutely. He was the they had him slated to be uh potentially even like late first round, early second round in most wow. fantasy drafts, and that's now gone. Yeah, out, out, out the window. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, if he, if if you're looking for an extra spot, maybe pick him up in case he comes back. But man, that's frostbite on your feet as a as a wide receiver, or if you're running back or any, anything in football. I mean, you need to run. That's your whole thing. So that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough yeah. one to swallow. Uh, the other news around the NFL is a certain man that you find very interesting because every time we hear news about this guy, you're like, oh, God, what happened that this oh, time? Oh, it's Zeke, isn't it? It is Zeke. Oh, please, he right, has, give, me a, oh, give me a hint. Is it a good story or a bad story about him this time? So this one is just its kind of like it's not good or bad. It's kind of just one of those... Okay, well, whatever. That's his choice. It happened. Okay. All right, so what happened to Zeke this time around? He is refusing to play the season without a new deal. Okay. I mean, that's... So he's pulling a Le'Veon Bell from last year. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. So what's he asking for? Did, 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 he, did he list what he's asking for? Let me see. I'm pulling up the article as we speak. Because, I mean, this is a very common thing in today's NFL, and I guess the NBA, but more in the NFL where it's this kind of goes back to what we're, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks where these players are just playing for themselves. <laughs> like, you know, what happened to the times where you just play for your contract? You know what I mean? So it sounds to me like, uh, according to bleacher report, again, thank you for the fantastic articles. Uh, he's slated to make 3.85 million this season before a fifth year option kicks in in 2020 and pays him 9.099 million dollars okay so it sounds to me like he wants in that 10 million dollar range sure sounds right so so he's just gonna elect not to play which i have i have a lot of issues with i really do i mean like i'm afraid all right so as a jet fan i should be happy that Le'Veon bell is on our team right but yes I'm, i'm not I'm really not because he took the whole year off and whatever magic he had could be gone. It really could be, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person that likes to to see these players hold out until they get a contract because I mean, Le'Veon Bell had a a career year the year before that he, that he decided to sit out and no one offered him. I mean, the Steelers did not match his, what he wanted, so, so Zeke's going to take a season off, ruin his stats for his career? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I understand you want to get paid, but at, at the expense of not playing? How does that prove that you're worth the money? And and then I'm glad you mentioned Le'Veon. Okay. Because he actually is the only person who's who's standing up for Zeke. Well, of course he is. He, he better. I mean, that's the whole—this is his thing, you know? And he tweeted, they got to pay up, period. I mean, God, I'm not looking forward to this Le'Veon Bell era in New York. I don't I don't know about other Jet fans that might be listening, but I'm not excited for this. I just feel like this is going to be very dramatic. There's going to be a lot of issues. I mean, I understand why he's defending Zeke. He did this last year, but... I don't know. What do you think about this, Dan? Do you, do you like when players do this? Do you want like? Would you? Rather I hate them? it. You do. I think Why? it ruins. I think it ruins sports. I, I think for for me, it's not about m- making money. Granted, yes, you need to make a living, and you know it's your job. I understand that it's your livelihood, right? But don't make it the only thing that matters. Playing the sport you love should be the main priority. It should be. But instead, these players are like, oh, I want another million, two million dollars a year. I'm not going to play this season. Yeah. Really? It like we have guys in the last two years, Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. you got Zeke and you got Melvin Gordon. Those right. three uh, and notice they're all running backs. Yeah. Who are yeah. all just like, I want more money. I'm not going to play if you don't give me this money. Like I, a, like a spoiled child who doesn't get his way and just stomps around in the corner and time out. 
I think running backs see everything a little bit differently because they probably look at the other running backs in the past, see how long their career was, which for running backs, it's really not a long time. You do not. You're, right. you're not a running back for uh, the majority of your life. Probably like less than ten years. If you're in your early twenties, you got less than ten years left. Absolutely. And, and I, I get the want to get that extra mill. I really do because you know that's looking for the future where you're not playing when you're 32 years old because no one wants you, Adrian Peterson, right? But, yep. but you are telling the league. A couple things. One, that you're a problem child. I mean, Zico is already a problem child, number one. 100%. But now you're showing the league like, oh, if I don't get what I want, I just won't play. It's like a spoiled little brat. And That's exactly what I was just saying. Yeah, exactly. and, and it's just, it to me, you're making yourself look even worse. Yep. When you could go out there, instead, show the world, hey, I'm Zeke. And I can get 2,000 yards rushing this year. Do that, and then you get paid a lot more than what you're going to ask for. But if right. you're going to sit back, now you're collecting no stats, and people are now going to look at you like, oh, he's the money-hungry guy. It's like in the real world. If you're slated, you're like up for a potential promotion, and you get passed up for it, what, yeah. do you say, I'm going to stay home from work until you give me the promotion? Exactly. No. Then your, your boss would look and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? You're no. fired. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, you're fired. Oh, yeah, you're not coming in because I didn't promote you? Oh, okay. Have a new job. Bye. I mean, it's not going to be like that necessarily. It could be. I mean, the, the Cowboys could trade him. Uh, I know there was a lot of talk about trading Le'Veon Bell in the middle of the season last year. It never happened, but it could have. So, I mean, it can, but... Zeke is not doing himself any favors. And, and no, no. And, like, he could be the greatest running back of all time, but he gets himself into trouble, and now he's causing himself even more drama. When you just don't need it, just play football. Like, why Why is it so hard to play football? And I, I get it. The, the league has changed a lot. Players are all about this uh, personal identity, blah, 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 blah. But just go play football. I know. Is it so much to ask for them to just shut up? And apparently, play apparently, I hate to always use this example, and I'm sorry, but I know you both you like him as much as I do. Matt Zuccarello, New York Rangers, for years he constantly took less money to play arguably a more dangerous sport. I'll make that argument because you're running at you know the same speeds, but this time on ice with blades on your feet and a you know and a lot more just violence hitting against boards and stuff like that. The hockey's just as violent as as the NFL. And Matt Zuccarello constantly took a million to two million dollars less to get other players to play on his team and so that he could so the money could sign the other players and stuff like that. To so you can play the sport without being paid a lot of money. Eventually if you work hard and prove yourself, you're gonna get the money anyway. So to me, this is a dumb idea, and I, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. I really don't. I don't know if they're going to pay him. I don't know if they have the money to pay him. I don't know the details of that. But if they don't, the Cowboys are in a in in a little bit of hurt too now. So I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen from this. What do you think? Do you think they're going to pay him or not? Uh, in all honesty, I don't think they have a choice. I mean. In all honesty, can you say that there's one other superstar on the Cowboys right now besides Sean Lee on defense? Not really. Your your offense revolves around Zeke. If mm-hmm. you don't want to pay him, yeah. then your offense is literally up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, I guess because you cannot you cannot rely on on this offense with uh coming out of retirement Jason Witten and <laughs> Dak Prescott. Yeah, did you hear? You didn't hear about that? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, I was gonna say Jason Witten coming out of retirement for a year, and then Dak Prescott who had one great year and then sophomore slump last year. Yeah, which, you know, this year could be different. He could come back. It could and, be. And You're right. It could be. But you don't know that. Now Now there's a variable where it's like, oh, this guy's not as great as he was the first year, so we don't know what the third season is going to be like. He could be great, but he might not be. And if he's not and you don't have Zeke, you're right. The Cowboys are in a lot of trouble if they don't have that. But I don't know. To be honest – if you do this, if you do pay him, 
it's just like anything else. If you give people what they want, they're just going to use that to their advantage next time. If you pay Zeke because he's, you know, fighting and fussing and moaning, now everyone's going to start doing it because you just showed your weakness. Like, oh, they're going to pay me if I complain. If I right. if I threaten not to play, they're they're, they're going they're going to pay me. So you open up that can of worms. Like the Steelers didn't do that. So like. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a Steeler do that for a while because the Steelers organization was just like, <laughs> that's cute. We know that you were like almost the best running back of all time, but eh, we're still not going to pay you. And because yeah, and they did the same with Antonio. Yeah. So because of that, I don't think many Steelers are going to start doing that. Uh, if, if if the Cowboys pay Zeke, then I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's a, it's an interesting development there for sure. So, I know I had uh, a certain like layout for the episode today, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely changing up. Obviously, for the first you know ten fifteen minutes, we just talked about football. Hmm. I want to talk about some news in your favorite sport, the NHL. Woo! I'm always down for some hockey talk, Danny. So, this news on the Shattenkirk um, signing by the Lightning, right? It all stemmed. From the Rangers mm-hmm. buying out his contract. Yes, sir. And there's a tweet from Stephen Wino that says Shattenkirk says he was shocked about being bought out by the Rangers. Yeah. And said, and I quote, I was pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. All right. So there's a couple things here. Um, first of all, Kevin Shattenkirk grew up a New York Ranger fan. Their family lives in New York. He's wanted to be a Ranger his entire career. So when he got the opportunity to sign with the Rangers, he did so extremely willing, willingly. He struggled the first season, had a decent next uh, following season, mm-hmm. but not living up to those expectations that he did when he was in uh, St. Louis. Because when he was in St. Louis, he was dominant, and you know that. Him and yep. Petrangelo were on that same line, and they were a force. And everyone looked at, at Shattenkirk and said, this guy can be the guy for the Rangers. The Rangers' power play is abysmal. So getting him was supposed to be a savior. Didn't work right. out. It just didn't work out. And then this offseason, we signed Panarin. And Panarin cost us a lot of money. And if we want another player to play next to Panarin, like anybody, because he costs so much money, you had some, to buy him out. somebody had to get bought out. So, of course, Mark Stahl gets the pass because he's Mark Stahl, and no matter what he does, he's going to be a Ranger for life. Probably the general manager one day, I'm guessing. Maybe the president. Um, but they had to pick on somebody. You're not going to get rid of Lundquist. You can't buy Lundquist out. So you look at a struggling defenseman. The Rangers are stacked with defensemen. They have a lot of good ones. They just picked up J- or, uh, Jacob Truba, and I think the pickup of J- pickup. I think the pickup of Jacob Truba really put the nail in the coffin for Shattenkirk's Ranger career. And it's unfortunate because I like Shattenkirk, and I really think that he can be good. I don't know if it was just the fact that he was playing on his favorite team, or or the Garden has a lot of. It, it, t- it tends to make pros like really good players not so good when they go to, to to the Rangers. I don't know what it is, just didn't work out. So it's it's, it's pretty sad to see because I like when like you know Ranger fans come back to play for the team. It's really cool, and it kind of sucks that they surprised him and he just had a baby. His family just had a baby, and that was probably the. It was like the worst timing for the Rangers to do that. It was like a week after their baby was born, the Rangers uh, bought him out. So it was a little bit poor timing, but they had to do it then. Otherwise, they wouldn't. There, there was a reason why, but yeah. So there's that. Uh, on in other news, um, this will make you very happy. So I just sent you a picture from Bleacher Report that is actually going to be cursing the. NHL season upcoming for your rival, the New Jersey Devils. Why? What happened? What is this? It is a picture of P.K. Subban, now mm-hmm. of the New Jersey Devils, mm-hmm. with the man who is behind the Drake curse. Oh, how about that? Okay. Oh, I see it. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, that's good for us, right? That's great for you guys. <laughs> it's It's horrible for the New Jersey Devils. Listen, I'm not one to really believe in curses or anything. Even though, well, I can't. You, you can't believe in the curse anymore because the Raptors just won. Well, they did. 
So that ends well, it. <sighs> I mean, that ends it, right? It's like it's just like it's like the Madden. It's like the Madden curse. When the one player doesn't get hurt, it's it's proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I want to believe that this is a curse because I hate the Devils. Maybe the curse is over in the NBA. Maybe it's transferred to a different sport. Ooh, wait. So Drake is now going to be a Devil fan, or he's yes. just friends with BK? That, no, I think he's becoming a Devils fan. <laughs> well, I guess I'll never listen to his music officially. That's great. Thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. Because I was starting to get into like rap and hip hop, and I'm looking for more more people to listen to. And I was gonna listen to Drake, but well, there goes that. I don't listen to Devil fans. I don't like Yikes. them. Like uh, and last bit of NHL news. Um, young guy for the Detroit Red Wings is getting a shot Ooh. at being captain. At captain? Who's who's the young? Oh, the Lar- Larkin. Dylan, Dylan Larkin. I like that. Is, is the new captain for the Detroit Red Wings. I like that. Dylan Larkin is budding into a very good NHL player. And from what I understand, he's a very good leader. And he's he's got to be still really young he's playing his early 20s right he just turned 23 july 30th jeez he's a kid and, he, and, and he's and he's a captain that's great i i think in that, his fifth season that's what they need the red wings need that the red wings don't forget for anybody who's a casual hockey fan or maybe not a hockey fan at all the detroit red wings were in the playoffs at, i think it was like 21 or 22 years in a row like they were oh oh yeah from the late 80s to the early 2000s yeah. it was nothing but Avalanche, Red Wings, no, even later. and Devils. Even later. And Ducks. Oh, yeah, I know. Because they because like they won in 2009 or 8, one of those. So I always forget because they beat the Penguins one of those years. So they were they were very dominant for for a while. Um, and then they just, when all of their players just retired, they just bottomed out. So this is, maybe this is what they needed. A, a young, fresh, very fast, very quick player. To uh, light a fire under their butts, and what I like about it is before it was announced, mm-hmm. and like you know, it was there was speculation that there was going to be someone named a captain because last year they just had three guy, three alternates. They didn't have a captain. Okay. Uh, so when there was speculation that came out that they were going to be choosing a captain, mm-hmm. he said, "If if if it it's something, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I still get to play." For the Red Wings, and I get to play in the NHL, and I'm going to try and play my best. Oh, that's the best. That's, and what that's a, a good answer. What, what a mature, just humble answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's what you, that's what you want to hear as a Red Wing fan for sure. You you don't want to hear like, hey, I want to be captain, and if I'm not a captain, I'm going or to, I deserve it. I'm going to go to Nashville or something like that. No, he he said, if I'm captain, that's that's amazing. That would be a great honor. But if I'm not, I still get to play for an original six team and in the NHL. Yeah, I love that. It's a good answer. He seems like and, a good and, kid. And my thing is, Tom, where are people like this in football? They're there, Dan. They, they're, they're, they're in the NFL. It's just that the NFL is so clouded with these big heads and these, yep. these airheads uh, that – it overshadows those other guys. There's plenty of those guys. There really are. Like, I think Gronkowski was one of those guys. Like, you love him or hate him, I think he was one of those guys. It was never about him. It was always about the team, from what I can tell. You, if, him, if I'm wrong. Both, bo- both him and Brady actually took pay cuts multiple years to continue playing with New England. I believe it. So that other people could be signed. Yeah, I believe that. And so they're there. Believe me. In the NHL, the, we, the NHL is just lacking, thankfully, those individual personalities. There are a couple, but for the most part, they don't succeed in in, in sports like the NHL because no, you can't. You in football, you can win with just a couple of players. I don't want to hear it. Brady and two wide receivers can win a Super Bowl. In hockey, one line is not going to win. You need a full team. That's just the way it is. So those individual personalities get faded out really quickly in the NHL, which I like, and. That team aspect is very, very big. Uh, it, it probably, maybe next to baseball, it's like the next best thing. Like hockey is has this team atmosphere that no other sport has. I think baseball is close though, because there is a team thing there. Even though you can be individual there too. 
So that's good. I like Dylan Larkin. Congratulations to him. That's a really cool move for for the Red Wings. Risky-ish, but not really because he's a good player. He's already proven himself to be a good player, and I think he's going to he's gonna take off from here. Yeah, before we take our first break, I wanted to read this quote when he, uh, when he found out he was going to be the captain. He mm-hmm. goes, I feel ready for it. I think it's something that I can't focus on and I can't lose sleep about it because I can't control it. Right. I just try and be myself and play the game that I love and play with a lot of passion. That's a good that's another good answer. <laughs> he seems like a hockey like a hockey nut. You know, yeah. I, I almost get this vibe from like NFL players that like they're doing this because they it's the way to make money. Not because they want to, but it's just I'm going to make myself really rich. When it comes to like hockey, I'm sure there's a few people out there like that, but it seems like the people who play hockey really just want to play hockey. Like, really badly yeah. just want to play hockey. Well, because hockey. it's an adrenaline rush. Right. I mean, I played hockey for 14 years. Right. Right. You know, it's, it an, it's an adrenaline rush. When you see these guys just skating at you oh, full yeah. speed and just tucking these pucks, I mean, I was a goaltender, and right. it, 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 there's nothing like it. I miss it. I really do. If I hadn't in, had that shoulder injury, yeah, I'd st- probably still be playing in some men's league or something. The first time I took the puck from the defensive zone, because I was a defenseman, uh, coast to coast, and made this deke on the goalie to score my first ever goal, there was no feeling better than that. And I just wanted to play more and more and more after that. And that was like a pickup. That was like like a pickup game. <laughs> it, uh, it was so much fun. And it, it, I think that mentality goes with goes to all of these NHL players. I mean, it just I rarely ever hear a story about an uh, I'm sorry, NHL player. I rarely hear stories about NHL players who are like, I don't really want to play hockey. I've never heard that. No, never, you never. don't. You don't you don't ever hear it, really. It's like you have to drag these players out of the NHL. Yarmir Yager is 72 years old. He just had just turned 72 and he still wants to play. You know? Exactly. It's like you have to drag these guys down. And it just doesn't seem like that in all the other sports, which is why I love hockey so much. But yep, I'm but, with you there, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the NHL season. I don't know if uh, everybody can can see that or not. I'm really excited. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a great season. I think we're we're in for a wild ride coming up mm-hmm. here in the next month or two. Um, so we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to be talking some MLB because some records were broken last night, as well as an interesting development of a first ever time in history event happening in baseball as well as some golf news. Oh, that's so, right. So stay tuned for more. Welcome back everybody from our first break. Tom got got to manja manja a little bit. Yeah, I needed to eat a little bit or I'd die. Probably not going to die honestly. Uh so before we get to the records being broken, I wanted to bring something up because I thought this was really freaking cool. Okay. So MLB has decided that the Yankees and the Red Sox, sorry, the Yankees and the White Sox, excuse me, are going to be playing in a first ever Field of Dreams game. What the where, heck is where, that? Are you ready? Yeah. This game will be played on a field in Iowa. It's a temporary field. Where Field of Dreams was shot. Why those two teams, though? I don't know why it's those two, those two teams. I think it just ended up that way. Okay, but it, during the but, season or after, or is it like a special thing? Uh, August uh, August thirteenth, twenty twenty. Oh, so, oh, next, so next during year. next season hmm. in Dyersville, Iowa, which was the site where the nineteen eighty nine movie Field of Dreams was filmed. I wonder uh, the movie must be going through like an anniversary or something. Uh, it, it's it's probably that, and then there's a certain player who is actually at the forefront of the trailer for this event. Okay. And it just so happens to be your boy, Aaron Judge. Okay, explain, because I have no idea. So Aaron Judge is actually in the trailer for, or like it's like a promo for the game. He's, really? Yes, I'm actually about to send it to you right That's now. amazing. Okay, I'm uh, down. So they put Aaron Judge basically on that field in from Field of Dreams. Okay. And he's doing and he's pretending like he's talking to Kevin Co- uh, is it Kevin Costner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That I I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. What what do you think? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I I watched it like four or five times. I was yeah. like, 
This is freaking awesome. And Aaron Judge plays it off. Like, if I'm Aaron Judge, I'm trying to keep a straight face because, like, it's like you're talking to yourself, but right. you know you're pretending to talk to Kevin Costner from the movie. <laughs> right. I mean, they could just get Kevin Costner and put him in, like, the old outfit. I mean, they could have done that, but that's fine. <laughs> no, they could have, but I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, I got to watch it uh, later. That's cool. Um. And on to something that you probably know more about it than I do, about your bit. Yankees against the freaking Orioles, who continue oh. to just be a spectacle of beyond mediocrity. <laughs> so the reason why the reason why I want to bring this up, okay, is because all right, the Orioles are really bad. They're really, really bad. But um the Yankees have just taken the Orioles and destroyed them. And in ways they're taking that, them to church. Yeah, yeah. And in, More ways than one. <laughs> in ways that they are breaking all sorts of records. So first of all, the Orioles make errors beyond like just errors all the time to the extent that just a couple of games ago, uh, one of the outfielders for the Orioles tries to make a dive for a pop up, and he oh he mistimes the dive so bad that. He overshoots it, and the ball hits him right on his face, and he has to leave the game because of it. Like he gets up and he smiles, but then he leaves the game after that. It's that bad. I was, I was <laughs> laughing so hard at yeah. the fact that literally he slid, he slid way too far, yeah, and then ends up just like taking just the ball like straight bop. to the eyeball, basically. Yeah. So aside from those, the Yankees last night broke two records. So one, I think they technically broke three. So, so the first one, um, they hit. There was a fifth straight game with at least five home runs, which beats an old Red Sox team. Uh, I think like an eighty-two or eighty-three, something like that. Uh, Red Sox record of four straight with at least five. And tonight, uh, while we're recording, the Yankees have already hit three. So already, yeah. And the game just started an hour, and, uh, oh hour and a half ago. So they could make it six, but. Regardless, they broke that record last night when they hit their, I think they hit five home runs or maybe even six. They were just hitting solos all night. They ended up winning like 12 to two. So it was a crushing victory. So that's record number one. Record number two was most runs against a single team in a in, in a season. Uh, the previous record was, I think, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front. I was too tired. I'm sorry fans uh i think it was like 39 which is a crazy number well the yankees last night hit their 50 and 51st maybe even 52nd home run against the orioles and with that said they have four more games against the orioles to play this season oh god why and why put the why put the orioles through more torture Right, and it's at Yankee Stadium the next four games. So oh, the, God, it's the worst. Yeah. So we could, we could be talking about 60. And then on top of that, uh, they also they also broke uh, another record for um, most most home runs in Camden, uh, Camden Yards. Uh, I forgot what that number is. But the Yankees have hit so many home runs at Camden Yards, they shattered the record previously held. It, they just took the Orioles and destroyed them. The Orioles, I think, won a game this year, but it might have been even like the first time they played, and then they haven't won since. It's been an absolute train wreck. And uh, watching watching the Yankees just hit home run after home run last night was pretty incredible. Uh, and that's why I wanted to bring that up, just because I, in a single game, they broke three records. And they still have four games to play. I, I wish the Orioles could just make the playoffs so we could play them in the playoffs. That'd be so great. <laughs> so good. They're, 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 they're not going to make the playoffs. No, 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 no. They, not even they, close. They might, oh not even, they might not even win 50 games. Like, they're really bad. <laughs> We're talking about a 50 and 110 team. It, it's bad. I, after watching them, no one cares. They almost got into a, <laughs> they almost got into a fight. Like, the tensions were so high. Uh, Chris Davis almost punched the head coach. It's just a train wreck, and as a non-Oriole fan, it is fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and one other thing, uh, well, actually a couple other things before we get to the golf news. Um, so, you know, Zach Greinke just got traded from the uh, Diamondbacks to the Astros. 
I saw that. So he came out and said, well, actually after the game, the Astros offense is so good that I think for like three or four straight games, I think they scored over 35 runs in three games. Yeah, they're pretty nasty. like that. Yeah. Like one game, like the game he started was 14 to three. Wow. Um, so here's the exact quote from 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 uh, Houston land. Astros pitcher doesn't have anything to do between long innings while his team's offense goes off. To be honest, it's kind of boring. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's bored. He he, has, he's bored because he's like, okay, well, up there's up there's another home run. Like, up, 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 here's a triple. Up, up, up another double. It's you know like, what? Guys. What? What the Astros do really well is they hit the ball like really well, and it's not always home runs. A lot of it's just base hits and doubles, and those kind of hits keep the inning going. So I'm sure when they get into one of their rallies, which seems to happen a lot, that you're talking about a half hour or an hour in between, and if you're a pitcher, that's got to be tough. That has to be hard because you're warmed up. You're ready to go. You're ready for, you know, pitching, pitching, pitching. And if you just pitch and then all of a sudden you break for an hour, that's tough on you. Yeah, but, so it was actually – I misspoke. The, the game he started, the final was 11-6 to Houston. Okay. Um, he allowed seven hits, two walks, five earned runs while striking out two over six innings and still got the win. <laughs> he play, He pitched poorly and still won by seven. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, and what's even funnier is uh, he goes, just trying to stay loose, staying focused when you have nothing to do is incredibly difficult. <laughs> wow. That's that's honest. I like that because, I mean, everyone else is probably thinking the same thing. Well, the, the pitchers that are pitching. The players probably love it. I mean, that, that's that's kind of baseball that that baseball players love. I mean, you can tell the team's really into it like that. That's funny, Cranky. Good job. Good job saying what everyone's thinking. Yeah, and and, and one last thing is, I, I this is something that I, I talked to you about, uh, was about that kid who was at the, uh, he was a fan of the baseball game uh, with him and his buddy. Okay. And they were at a Rockies game. Mm-hmm. And this kid, uh, he gets like a foul ball or something. And next thing you know, he goes to toss the ball back into the field apparently it somehow gets a hold of the radar gun at the stadium okay and it was clocked at 93 miles an hour wow just a random person yeah he this guy this kid is just a fan of the fan at the game okay he's 23 year old kid Uh uh-huh and literally just throwing this ball back and it gets clocked at 93 miles an hour okay as soon as you know, this video emerges of this kid just hucking this ball onto the field. Um, the A's immediately call this kid, tried him out, and then he gets signed by the A's the next day. Really? <laughs> he gets. He's now a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. That's <laughs> kind of amazing. <laughs> it, 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 but imagine going to a game like, oh, let's just go to a you know a Rockies A's game, just yeah. like you know. Shoot the breeze, just yeah. have a good time, and drink a couple beers. Yeah. Oh, look, I got a baseball. I don't want this. And just huck it back on the field and end up like uh, Henry Roan Gardner and, <laughs> and Rookie of the Year. Is the kid a baseball player? Like, or or did he just throw a ball really hard? Like, I, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I miss. Sorry, I misspoke. So, so here it is. So Nathan Patterson and his brother Christian were at a Rockies game in July. In his words, just chilling, as Christian wrote on Twitter, when Nathan tried the speed pitch challenge. Christian got video as Nathan lit up the radar gun and hitting, sorry, 96 miles an hour. Jeez. The A's saw the video and boom, Nathan Patterson signed a contract with Oakland, uh, with, sorry, with Oakland two days later. Nathan even got a shout out from another flamethrower, Cardinals closer Jordan Hicks. Really? Wow. Imagine just that, going to a game. You do this speech, pitch challenge like in between innings. Yeah, and you it hits ninety six miles an hour, and everyone's just like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> That'd be funny if he like turns into a really good player too. Like he just like oh. he's like their best pitcher. <laughs> that, that would uh, that would be incredible. That would be probably one of the best stories uh, of the in, year in, in baseball history. Like, oh I, God, yeah. I mean, think about it, like Babe Ruth was a great player, but he was a baseball player. He didn't just get picked up. <laughs> it wasn't like they saw him eating a hot dog and like, "Hey, you're good. Let's go." No, they were like, 
Yeah, he actually played for professional baseball. This kid just did threw a pitch really fast. I, listen, that's that's awesome. Congrats. That's that's a cool cool thing and good for the A's. I mean, if the A's sign him, that means they must see something else in him other than a strong arm. I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. You have to. You have to see more than just. Oh, I'm just a big arm. Right. Um. It's 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 really incredible to think that this kid was just. One day was just at a game, yeah. And next, and the next two days later, he's he's a professional baseball player. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, so on to a sport that we both love. Yet as of late, we're just kind of like, why are the scores so big? <laughs> oh. And that being golf. Yay! All right, before you start, I have to, I have to, I have to say what's on my mind because my boss and I got into a huge argument today over Tiger Woods. I gotta say this, Dan. All right, don't stop me. I hate Tiger Woods. I'm saying it now. I hate Tiger Woods, and I'm gonna tell you why I hate Tiger Woods. Okay. Tiger Woods shot four over today. Four over. Troy Merritt. Shot a 62, a 9-under 62. Tiger Woods shot a 4-over in whatever tournament is going on, Northern Trust or something like that, whatever it is. And all that they talked about was Tiger Woods. As a notable, like they showed the leaderboard, you know how they show like the top 10, and then there's a and line. And notable Tiger Woods on Just, just Tiger Woods, by the way. Just Tiger Woods. There's no other notable players in the field, just Tiger and his 4-over. Who cares? Troy Merritt shot a 62. Why are we not talking about a 62? Why are we talking about a 76? Please explain. Please. I can't. I can't. And it's like, I don't even know if I hate Tiger Woods. I just hate the coverage of Tiger Woods. It's so upsetting. Well, the coverage of Tiger Woods is the equivalent of the LeBron James coverage in the NBA. Oh, my God. LeBron James went out to get the paper today. It's It's breaking news. It's worse. It's worse. (laughs) Because one hundred percent. Because if you watch an e- if you watch ESPN for like ten minutes, you'll see a Laker game or whatever team LeBron decides to play for next, and they'll talk about LeBron f- like crazy there. But then they'll move on to another game and they'll talk about that player's uh, and that star. Then yeah, they'll compare him to LeBron and stuff like that. But they're still gonna cover other players. The Golf Channel literally just covered Tiger Woods today, and he shot four over. He's like. The fifth worst player in the field, and we're talking about him. Is that not ludicrous yeah. to you? It, it, it's it is crazy. He was actually, if he shot five over, he'd be in dead last. Yeah, so he's so far behind. But you could talk about his struggles, but that's it. But I mean, they just kept going on and on. Meanwhile, Dustin Johnson eight under, Troy Merritt nine under. Uh, there's a whole bunch of eight and seven under. How about we talk about? Them, they're like big players up there too. Not Troy Merritt, but you know, Justin DJ Rose, McElroy, yeah, Finau, yeah, Rom. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the field, <laughs> not Tiger. <laughs> this is what drives me crazy about it. Okay, I'm sorry, rant over. I had to get it out of my system but, because my boss but, but Tom, is so but Tom, into Tiger Woods, it kills me. What? But t- Tom, don't worry. JT Poston shot four under. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about him. <laughs> the, the 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 guy who won last week. Who a lot of times people are like, "Hey, you know, you win a tournament, and then the next week you usually don't play that great." I mean, right. he's going out and he's still shooting four under. Right. Yeah. Let's so talk- why not talk about that? Let's not talk about a guy who's near dead last in the tournament. That's what I mean. I, I, I hate it. I hate it, and I get it because Tiger's the face of golf. Fine, but talk about it. That's fine, but don't. Just drag it on. Showing Tiger as the only notable player almost made me throw my TV out the window. Like, that's so upsetting to me because I know there's other players in the field that are not in the top 10 that you could easily mention other than Tiger Woods. And that that drives me bonkers, Dan. And I know so many people are so up Tiger Woods' butt that they're not going to agree with me, but... It's ridiculous, the coverage of Tiger Woods. 100%. Anyway, what's going on with the stupid FedEx Cup? Tell me. So there are two notable, uh, well, not notable names, but two names I wanted to bring up uh, from last week's tournament, the Wyndham Championship, because there were two guys uh, 
uh, one guy who ended up outside of the top 125 and moved in. Okay. And one guy who was in the top 125 and moved out. Uh, Pat and Kazire moved 12 spots from 129 to 117 after finishing with a 15 under after the four days. And who? Alex, you know who Pat and Kazire is. He's won a golf tournament. I have no idea who he is. I've never heard uh, that name before. Uh, oh. What about Alex? What about Alexander Doran? I've heard of him. Yeah, he went from one twenty. Sorry, from one twenty-five. So right on the cut line. Yeah. To one twenty-nine, mi- missing the cut for the Northern Trust by oh. four spots. That sucks for him. Four spots. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough oh one. Oh my god! Especially they're... when they're handing points out like it's f- just like a giveaway. I mean. <laughs> No, it really is because like <laughs> now that that leaderboard, I have no idea who half the players are now because there's like Johnny Tsunami is like in third place because he finished 49th in a tournament and he gained 17,000 points to take the fifth spot. It's 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 a little crazy and I don't fully understand it or like it. But um, okay, any what else? What else is going on? Uh, well, from from what I'm looking at, just in terms of the FedEx Cup, um, right now, if it stays the way it is, Troy Merritt would jump into fourth place oh, in the FedEx Cup standings. He hasn't been relevant in 30 years, and here we are. He might win $10 million. This is where I don't like the FedEx Cup, <laughs> right there. But 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 good news is is Tiger Woods dropped uh, is going to drop out of the Tour Championship. If oh. it stays the same. Oh. Oh my god, that's and, uh, so uh, exciting! Uh, uh, <laughs> and Molinari moves up. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Let, let me get my let me get my my Paisan friend up there. I'll take that. But hey, if Tiger misses the cut and he's out of the Tour Championship, I'm gonna have a party. You want to come? Uh, absolutely, I'll be there. Okay, cool. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start planning it now. And then now they say that he's gonna go nine under, nine under, nine under, and win the damn tournament. <laughs> So, I just hate, I just I just hate him so much. It's between between him and Mark Stahl. I don't know. I don't know. Oh God. I oh, God. don't know who I hate more. <laughs> I hate them both. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh my god, it is too funny. Um yeah, uh, I think we're going to take our last break, and when we get back, we're going to have our wrap-up, our final thoughts, and our laugh-at-it segment, so stay tuned for more. Welcome back from our last break, everybody, after Tom ranted the whole break about how horrible the PGA Tour is. (laughs) Listen, stay tuned to the very, 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 very end of the podcast, and you can hear some of it. I'll I'll do that thing again. It's a secret. If you're listening this far into the episode, I put clips at the very end of the episode after the final song. Shh, don't tell anybody. Not all the time, because I'm lazy. Yeah, you'll hear it, though. It's, uh, I just, okay. Moving on. Uh, so, what? Uh, give me your final thoughts and uh, and your wrap up for this episode. Oh my God! When's hockey? When's hockey? I, just, <laughs> I knew it was going to be that. I, I knew just going to say that. I just want to talk about hockey. I want Ride the Pine to be Ride the Rink because I just want to talk about hockey. Uh, I am kind of well. All right, I'm fifty fifty on if I'm happy that the NFL is back or not. Like. I, I'm not ready because I still don't think the Jets are going to be a great team, so they're not going to be that fun to watch. I, They could be. They have the team to potentially be a decent team, but I don't know. They're still the Jets, so I'm not really looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to some football. I miss Sunday football. It's, it's always been fun, and because the job that I'm going to be starting in like two weeks is uh, I work on Sunday nights at like 8 to midnight, so I get to watch football all Sunday pretty much, which is for the first time in my life I can say that, so I'm really excited for that. Um, Yeah, Yankees, they looked like they were about to start falling apart when your Red Sox came into town and they just destroyed us. 
And ever since then, the Yankees have won, I think it's now eight straight games, and they're just rolling, and they're winning games with really good pitching, really, really good hitting. Um, DJ LeMahieu is just... I don't, I, I don't know how to explain that find. Like, that's such a brilliant find from the Yankees. Uh, he's just killing it. Everybody is on that team. It's it's really impressive to watch. And with that said, you know, Gary Sanchez is still hurt. Um, uh, ha- actually, still half their team is still hurt. They still have the most players on the IR than any team in baseball currently. They still do, Dan. Yeah, what, that's amazing. Their top pitcher, Severino, is out. Uh, Stanton's out. Sanchez is out. They, they get all these injuries, and yet they somehow find ways to win. Um, Talkman, a name that if you don't know right now, pay attention to. The Yankees, uh, he's been in the farm system for a little bit. He's come up to the league, and he is just, he's so fun. He's robbing home runs. He's like jumping over the wall, grabbing home runs. He's hitting home runs. He's getting base hits, clutch hits. I can't, I, I, I never heard of this kid before, and he's just tearing it up for us. And that's with Aaron Judge. He's still batting like 280, but he's not having an Aaron Judge-like season. If Aaron Judge starts playing like Aaron Judge, (laughs) it's It's dangerous. Pretty filthy. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, Golf is an absolute joke right now. I'm sorry. I'm going to be that grumpy, grumpy grandpa. The PGA is a little bit of of a joke currently. Um I voiced my opinions on on the on the FedEx Cup and the points and the way that they they work out the points and it's to me it's a flawed system. I, I like it in a, in a sense because it adds this little sense of drama. Like you never know who's gonna win because you win a tournament and you're in the top five. Like Troy Merritt could be in the top five by the end of this week. But at the same time, it would be so criminal if he won the FedEx Cup. It would be so criminal. It would. Because like, especially taking away from a guy like Kepka, yeah, or Johnson or, or McElroy, yeah, and I, I'm happy to see McElroy doing well because he can get some good points if he gets like a nice, uh, if he continues playing like this. Because if he wins, then I don't know if anybody can catch up other than like Kepka because like he's, you know, he needs if he wins, he's he's going to be in good shape. So we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm not because it's already nine under. Day one, it's nine under. Like. What yeah. is what is this going to be? Ma- uh, Thirty under. Uh, what's the if, final going to be? If McElroy stays where he's at right now, yeah, he's in third in the FedEx Cup. Okay, so he. I'm saying if he if he gets a top three finish, he's he's in good shape. He'll be in good yeah, shape because he'll only be actually less than two hundred points behind Kepka. Right. Right. And so, DJ would only be twelve points behind Kepka. Well, DJ could win. He's one stroke off. So if he wins, then we have a huge, a huge, uh, a very different story, I should say. So it, I, I mean, I mean, the thing for me is I don't think Merritt stays where he's at. No, I, really don't. I don't think so either. I, you get guys like Kepka, Johnson, yeah. McElroy, Kucher. Is Ron, Kepka in this Simpson. as well? Is he doing well, Kepka? Uh, I don't think he's actually playing in it. No, he has to be playing in it. It's the FedEx. No, I don't. I, See, I think a lot of these top guys are not, are taking it off, but let me let me double check here. No, he's playing. He's 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 one under. He's tied for sixty fifth. He so he's he's not out of it. If he has a, a a couple good rounds, the course is really wet, from what I understand. Uh, so if he goes out there and he and he shoots a couple good scores, he could put himself in the top ten. And if he does, then more dynamic. Yeah. It, they have to play in this. I mean, it's $10 million on the line. McElroy's six on there. He's only three strokes off. Um, Dustin Johnson's up there. The, the leaderboard is great, which is also why I don't want them to talk about Tiger Woods because the leaderboard is stacked. And, and what I like, though, about the FedEx Cup standings, though, as of right now, minus the whole Troy Merritt thing, is mm-hmm. besides the top three, you got, like, Kucher and Rom, Shoffley and Rose, Woodland, Cantlay, Finau, uh, Leishman, Fowler, JT, DeShambo, Fleetwood, Scott. Yeah, it's uh, good. Molinari and Matsuyama. It's a it's a good it's group good. of guys. It's good. And like I said, for the most part, it seems to work fine. But you got to understand, there's the opportunity for a, a player who hasn't done anything all season to just random. Troy Merritt. Play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know where where Troy Merritt is on the. Do you know what number he is? Because I want to quickly look it up. I'm I'm looking. I can do this. Merritt. 
Well, um, well they said he'd be going up sixty-eight spots. So he, and he would okay. go up sixty-eight. So, so he's he's 72. seven he's seventy-two, and he has zero wins and four top tens, which is terrible. Uh, in nineteen starts, so it's kind of like, eh, middle of the road. Yeah, under the middle of the road. It really hasn't been that great of a year, and he could go from sixty-nine or seventy. I'm uh, sorry, seventy-second to fourth to fourth. So there's my problem. <laughs> anyway. That's my. Those are my final thoughts. How about you? I am really hyped about this Field of Dreams game. I think that's going to be a That blast. seems fun. I, I think that's going to be really fun. And the fact that they used Aaron Judge to be kind of like the promo guy for it makes sense. is awesome. It makes it's, sense. It's he, awesome. He's one of the faces of, of the MLB, and I think that's a smart move for them to do. Yeah, and um, on top of that, congratulations to Dylan Larkin. Uh, getting the captaincy. I oh think that's yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Good for him. Um, and other than that, yeah, FedEx Cup. It's 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 too much to the winner. Yeah, it's too many points to the winner. I, I mean, it just changed. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, hey, if it's like a thousand points, mm-hmm. he'd be at like fifteen hundred, and like yeah. guys like Kepka and DJ are another thousand to fourteen hundred points ahead of him. I know that I mean, that would be fine, but two thousand points is too much. You know, McElroy, sixteen events, twelve top tens, two wins, fourteen of sixteen. He's been in the top ten. That's amazing. That's a that's a phenomenal, very quiet year. Like no one's talking about that. Kepka, three wins, eight top tens, uh, so eleven events in the top ten out of eighteen total. Another great year. But that McElroy, that those numbers are extremely good. And yes. I feel I feel like people aren't talking about that. <laughs> like you're you're absolutely right. So like I'm just saying, if I'm looking at just the numbers, McElroy kind of deserves this, uh, or no, Kepka, right. or Kepka, because Kepka's well, played so good this well, year. Well, if McElroy wins this event, he immediately builds a lead of yeah. 1,500 points. That's what I mean. Like if he wins this, he's got a pretty comfortable lead. The only person that could really come by is Kucher or Kepka, Kepka specifically, but Kucher is only or DJ. Points. Or DJ, if he does well, if he if he falls off, then he's he's really in trouble because he's already twelve hundred points back. So right, it, it's really messy. Uh, but it it could be fun. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, merit and bef- merit. Oh, merit. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, before we go, actually, two things. One actually, one thing actually just came across my phone eight minutes ago from Bleacher Report. That's Chris Sale is the 15th player in MLB history with seven seasons of 200-plus strikeouts. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. He's such a good pitcher. He's so good. Seven seasons at 200Ks? That is unbelievable. It's a lot of strikeouts. It's a lot of Uh, strikeouts. But before we wrap up, I wanted to give you a, a little laugh at it segment. Kind of laugh at the Red Sox a little bit more. At my I can. I will always laugh at the Red Sox. Let's go. Lay it on me. So you know, Dustin Pedroia uh, had um, reconstructive knee surgery back like a couple days ago. I did not know that. Okay. So so, so he reaggravated the knee injury he had last year. I mean, he his career might be done. Wow. Um, which is sad because he sad. was such a staple in Boston too. Yeah. Um, apparently, before the anesthesia wore off. He decided, hey, let me FaceTime Alex Cora at two o'clock in the morning after they had just played a third. Uh, what was it? Eleven or thirteen inning game. <laughs> okay. P- Pedroia is still dizzy, by the way. Uh huh. And basically, FaceTimed Alex Cora and was like, "Hey, coach, how's it going?" Like he was like all loopy from the anesthesia. Oh, oh, no. And Alex Cora was basically just like, "Wait, will you just go back to sleep?" <laughs> That's kind of he funny. Basically t- he basically told him, hey, just, 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 just shut up and go back to sleep. Just rest. That's kind of adorable. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so little tiny baby Pedroia, just, he FaceTimes his head coach because he misses the guys. And he gets told to go back to sleep because he's still loopy <laughs> he, on the anesthesia. He got yelled at by his by his coach. <laughs> it's like, like, you're, he's like, you're, it's like you're in timeout. You're done. Cora was probably like, I don't want any of your crap right now. I'm really tired. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired after literally a, like a five-hour game. Yeah, like, can, yeah. can we just 
relax for a second. Well, that's kind of sad to hear because I I do have a lot of respect for Pedroia. That's a like I I he's one of the few players on the Red Sox that I've really always admired. He's just a good player. He's a good player and he seems like a really good guy. And that's kind of a a, a crappy way to end a, a pretty good career. So that's sort of sad to hear that. But, yeah, it is. But hopefully, maybe not. Maybe he could come back for like one more year and maybe have a decent year. That, that'd be nice. But Dan, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. For uh, Dustin. yeah, and you, you know it's it's definitely tough to hear. But I mean, he did have a great career in Boston. Yeah. This is this this knee injury for him has just been the been the death of his career. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He's been plagued with it for the last now three seasons Ugh. at least. Yeah, it's like he's it's like the David Wright situation. Like I had I have so much respect for David Wright, but like he just kept trying to with his back injury, just kept trying to play and he just couldn't do it. And eventually you just have to call it quits. You just got to yeah. stop. So we'll see what Pedroia decides to do, but he's an inspiration to a lot of young players. Uh it, it, definitely one of the great Red Sox. So hopefully he recovers. That'd be kind of that'd be nice if he could come back for one more season, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But that is going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Tom, as always, it's been a pleasure. Wait, I know but, you're but, exhausted. I am. I am. I am. But I got a question for you. Um, which animal is best at hitting a baseball? Oh, jeez. I feel like I should know this, too. I, I, I don't know. The bat. <laughs> uh. It's the bat. Come on, Dan. <laughs> You're the worst. Like, where shouldn't a baseball player ever wear red? Where shouldn't a baseball player ever wear red? In the bull pen. <laughs> I guess red. Get it? All right, that's it. That's it for this episode. We're done. That, that's it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, uh, thank you again, Tom, for joining. I appreciate it as of always. Course. No problem. I know you had a long day, and Very this long. is a little. Yeah late for you but um you know i appreciate it it's all good um, brother uh make sure to follow us on instagram twitter and facebook ride the pine pod check us out on t public and uh don't forget to uh, check out our our podcasts on anchor on spotify and on itunes apple podcasts uh, from all of us here thanks for joining in we'll be talking to you soon so have a great night everybody Kazir? Kazire? Who the f- Kazire? Who the front door is Kazire? <laughs> Where did he come from? <laughs> you're like you're. you're th- what you say to me is, oh, you know him. He's won a tournament. What are you talking about? <laughs> he is. He, he did. He won a tournament earlier this year. I I'm not denying that, but like, listen. Let's be completely real. When he woke up this morning and he called his mom, his mom's like, who are you? Because no one knows who Eddie Kazire is. That was pa- Patton Kazire. Patton Kamikaze. Very nice. Never heard of him. If this guy just jumps up, if he wins, I'm never watching golf again. <laughs> if, if, if all of a sudden he's like fourth in the FedEx Cup, I'm done. I'm done with the PGA Tour. I'm just going to watch Europeans. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, my God. Too freaking funny. Uh, yeah, he actually he turned pro in 08. Uh, current world rank is 134th in the world. Uh, he went to University of Auburn. Huh, 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 sorry, it's been a long day, and that stat put me to dead sleep. <laughs> oh. Oh, with the PGA is such a joke. <laughs> It's such a joke. It's such a joke. All right, well, who's who's in fourth place? What was that guy's name? Um, the one who won last uh, week. Oh, um, um, 
Oh. Mo, who'd you no. just say? Who'd you just say is like po- Poston? JT, JT Poston. He's in like no. It was he, another. He's tied. Ty- he's tied for 18th. He shot four under. Who's the guy that's like tied for fourth? You just said. Oh, it would uh, be it would be Merritt if he wins. He tie- he'd be tied for fourth. He, uh, oh, Merritt. Yeah, Merritt would be fourth in the FedEx Cup if he wins. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get back to this. <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> almost done. Start whenever you want. <laughs> just so depressed. I'm so grossed out by the PGA Tour right now. I really am. It's such a it's such hot trash. That's what it is. The scores are ridiculous. The 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 way that they run the FedEx Cup is an absolute. It's like a George Carlin stand up special. It's that funny. It's so dumb. 